Everybody get you one of these and get you a clipboard. We got clipboards up here. You're fine. How's it going? Did you get a haircut? All right. I need one. <laughs> All right. First thing, write your name. Write your name on it. And do not leave with it. We want it back. We will give it back. I promise. You ushers got into more than you can, can handle. No, it's all right. <laughs> all right, let's pray together and let's take up the offering. Father, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for your spirit and your power. And Lord, I thank you that you are here. And that, Lord, you are meeting our needs. I just thank you, Lord, because we have needs. We just give you the authority to meet our needs. Thank you, Lord. Just ask you, Lord, to bless us as we give tonight. Lord, bless our finances, bless our jobs, bless our marriages, Lord. Bless our health. Lord, bless our children. Lord, bless us. Bless this church. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, as they're taking up the offering, I've got one addition to the prayer list. Elizabeth mentioned it, but I want you to get their name written down if you don't mind. Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Nicole. And I can never say this right. Barisi. Bariski, Barisi, thank you. I said it right the first time. B-U-R-R-I-E-S-C-I. B-U-R-R-I-E-S-C-I. Recovering from an appendectomy. So please, please add her to your list and to the cards that we do. Brandy, you don't have to walk down with your head down like that. We won't make fun of you too much. Get a clipboard. Right? Everybody got their names on it? All right, don't get ahead of me. We're going to go through each question. And we're going to do this for the next seven weeks, so don't miss this. Even if you have taken this before, take it again. I'm going to take it with you. This is the first one. You've not missed anything. And if you miss a week, let us know. Let me or Michelle know, and we will get you the test to take. All right? All right. We have been studying the last two weeks, Romans chapter 12. Before that, we did kind of a personality test. Not kind of. We did a personality test. Now we're going through the motivational gifts from Romans chapter 12. The first gift that we're starting on tonight, and forgive me, I don't know how fast this is going to go, so I'm going to go kind of fast, and if I get done early, good for you. If I get done late, good for me. No, whatever, either way. If I get done late, that's normal. If I get done early, um, I won't tell you, and I'll make sure we take up the full time. Anyway, all right, Romans chapter 12, the gift of perception, the perceiver. From Romans chapter 12, verse 6, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. We've learned over the last few weeks, every, God has given all of us a gift. And for some of us, we're going we're gonna to score high in more than one. Most of us will score high in more than one. We'll score low in others. Um, but it's a, we're just trying to learn who we are and who, who the people are that we're working around. The King James Version from this verse uses the word prophecy. 
we're going to be using the word perceiver so that it is not confused with the ministry gift of the prophet. This is not the same thing. But in the specific context of motivational gifts, we see that the word refers to one who is especially sensitive to perceiving the will of God and then proclaiming it. I'm going to put my name on mine after I told you to do this. All right. Perceiving the will of God and proclaiming it, or depending on the Lord's direction, praying for it to be accomplished. I want you to know in the past, my wife has scored high in perceiver, and it's a huge reason why I have her up here praying, because she perceives. Um, she has a gift of perception. Um, I don't think that gift was necessarily in operation when you came up and told me to button my shirt, but I did think, you know what, she does see, and there's probably more reasons than one for me to do this, even though I don't want to, and it's because of the way my guitar was hanging, but I buttoned it. Yeah, which was a miracle in itself. How many of you know sometimes husbands can be hard-headed and, hey, all right, we'll, we're split already, so I think we're good. Okay, all right. Perceiver, one who readily perceives and prays about, proclaims and promotes the will of God. Now, as we take this test, each night there's going to be 20 questions. As we take this test, we're going to examine 20 characteristics of each gift in detail, specifically tonight the perceiver, giving examples from experience of those whose primary, primary motivational gift is the perceiver. So, mark your questions as we go. For instance, let's start with number one. Quickly and accurately identifies good and evil and hates evil. Don't mark it yet. Quickly and accurately identifies good and evil and hates evil. Now, I know we're all going to say we all hate evil. But, really, how does this hit you? Is it one of those that you can say, yes, um, quickly, I quickly and accurately identify good and evil? The perceiver views people or situations as either in the will of God or out of the will of God. No black and white. I mean, no gray. And there are people like that. Um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to go ahead and tell you, with me, I wouldn't score very high there. I can see gray in areas. Me and my wife, this is the only time I'm going to do this. She sees it very black and white. I don't. So, I, I will tell you, I will probably mark two. Number one. Which one am I on? Well, sorry, I'm not there yet. I'm still on number one. Don't read ahead. Don't read. She's a C. What are we doing? All right, so listen, there's no such thing of sort of in the will of God or partly in the will of God. For in his or her understanding, not to be perfectly in God's will is to be out of God's will. Am I already messing up? I do want to share this. Is it on? I want to share this because number one is quickly and accurately identifies good and evil and hates evil. And I'm just going to tell a story because I like stories. So we're not going to get done early. It's okay. 
just this good one. You'll be glad. You'll be real glad. <laughs> Stay um, up here with me. This is good. No, no, no. So, yeah. so we, our oldest, Rita Marie, is a rising senior. So we're starting to go around colleges, and it's been a lot of fun. I've loved doing that with her. But we were at a school which shall remain nameless, and. Um, so far, you know, when you go on college tours, they talk a lot about, like, the traditions of the school and the history of the school. It's really nice. But for whatever reason, this particular school had a lot of superstition traditions, which for me, ranking high in Perceiver, I quickly identify that superstition as wrong and evil, and I don't like it, and I don't believe in it. But I didn't want to say that to her. And I thought, I just am just going to wait a minute. Because it's all I can do when I see it to not call it out. But I thought, I'm just going to wait. And, and it happened a couple times throughout the tour. And she did mention it. And she said, I don't want my picture made with that. Even the thing that the dude was talking about. She said, I don't, I don't want my picture made with that superstitious thing. And because um, people were talking, you know, like stopping and taking pictures and everything. Well, so sure enough, she comes home. She doesn't really say a whole lot about it. But then a, like a day or two later, she started saying, they had so many superstitions. And she started calling it out. And she saw it. And I have to say, as a mama, I felt so blessed <coughs> that she could see it. And that I didn't have to be her eyes for her. Even though I think I would have eventually said it. But it was so good. So I think this right here, to me, that number one, being able to see those things and identify it, is that a good story? Great. Stay up here with me. Okay, spit out your gum. She said it first. Yeah. All right, number two, very similar to number one. Sees everything as either black and black or white, no gray or indefinite areas. With number two, they make decisions easily, form quick evaluations. They see things as right or wrong, appropriate or inappropriate, true or false. They don't see how anything can be in between. They tend to answer yes or no and seldom say maybe. People of extreme feelings, words, and actions. All right, you got your score? Everybody say yes. Might be easy as we go. If you've marked, like I've marked two and one, that I put a two out there and I put a one out in points. So we're going to add all these up at the end. Y'all follow that? Okay. Here, do you want to read number three? Okay, number three. Easily perceives the character of individuals and groups. It's easy for perceivers to get the feel of individuals and groups. If you've ever been around a perceiver and you go into a situation, they automatically say, something doesn't feel right. And it's not because the temperature's too cold or there's an odor. It's because there is, there is something that is not clicking with them. Uh, I have learned to read my wife and to recognize that gift at opera, in operation in her. Uh, number four, encourages repentance that produces a change of heart. She wants to talk about number three. Let's go back to number three. Another story. I have certain moments perceiving the character of individuals and groups. Number one, I think we have to be careful, really, really, really careful in this area. But 
tonight's not about that. It's about kind of figuring things out. But I do want to tell you that there's times sometimes when I go into a situation where, like, literally, I'll walk into an area and get, like, a headache just from being in it. And I feel like that's the, I feel like that's the Lord showing me, like, something's off or, I mean, I hate to label it, like, demonic or anything, you know, really harshly, but at the same time, when I, when you go into a place, and I've literally been in, like, there's one store in particular, I cannot go in there. I get a massive headache when I go in. And I'm telling you, it's what they're selling. And, and it's the message that they're selling. And um, anyways, that's my story on number three. Keep going. Okay, number four, encourages repentance that produces a change of heart. The perceiver is looking for a real change. When they're battling with relationships, they're really trying to break through. Um, really are burdened by uh, what a person is, is walking through and what they're carrying. Number five, believes accepting difficulties can produce positive personal growth. Most of us avoid problems, but we, we do not view trials as friends or see trauma and tragedy as stepping stones to maturity. Not so the perceivers. They rejoice in negative events as being the greatest opportunities to work brokenness and consequently maturity into their lives. It's not always easy to be around someone that sees your challenges as a stepping stone. However, we, will ne we would never grow if it weren't for our challenges. We'd remain the same. All right, anybody starting to relate a little bit, you feel like? Number six, has only a few or no close relationships. Often perceivers go through childhood with one or two good friends or none at all, and they are comfortable in their aloneness. Feel free to chime in. Well, I think you, that's so I can, true. I can feel you staring at me and I can feel <laughs> I'm listening. it. Oh, good. That's good. Um, I, I've, I've had a friend that was a um, party in a bucket personality. You know, she loves people and loves to have people around her. And her house was always full of people. And one of her children, I could sense that she was one of those kids who just wanted a few close people. And I remember thinking a lot how challenging it is, you know, and overcoming, like, and being able to stretch yourself into those situations where, you know, and I watched, I watched that child do that, you know, and live in that environment where it was always full of people. The house was always full of people, but it didn't, it didn't come very naturally to that child. And so I think that that's very common, though, and I think it's very good to know that that's how some people are comfortable. You know, it's not good or bad. It's just what they're comfortable with. They just need a few close people. So that might be you. Number seven, uses the Bible as the basis for truth, belief, action, and authority. Perceivers are in the Word a lot, and they love to study the Bible and find that God often speaks to them through certain scriptures. Number eight, Boldly operates on spiritual principles. 
boldly operates on spiritual principles. From the Bible, the, the perceivers are able to extract principles that they can apply to their daily life. In fact, they are very demanding of themselves. The perceiver is a person of principle in all aspects of life. The way he or she runs their home, business, and personal relationships. Perceivers are the standard bearer. The standard bearer. You've got the highest standards of anybody I know. Don't change your answer. You have high standards. All right, you take the next one. Is Frank outspoken and doesn't mince words? We should talk about that. Why? Because that's me? Yeah, I did. I actually marked that one high there. Um, Frank outspoken and doesn't mince words. Uh, perceivers. Now, if you are a perceiver, you may not completely score high on every one of these. Um, for instance, this one doesn't fit you as much as it fits me. And I'm not a perceiver, but I'm frank with my words. And a lot of times perceivers get themselves in trouble with this. John the Baptist was a, as, was a good example um, of this. He warned, he warned people. He warned of judgment. He told selfish people to share. He told tax collectors to be honest and soldiers to stop misusing their authority. He saw it. And he spoke it. He spoke it to help them, but it came across as harsh. That's why someone wanted his head on a plate. Because he called a truth a truth. You shouldn't be with that woman. So, gets you in trouble sometimes. Number 10 is a very persuasive speaker. perceivers persuasiveness stems from the fact that they have strong convictions about what they're speaking about things are either right or wrong and they will speak out accordingly go ahead 11 no you can um grieves grieves deeply over the sin oh sorry number 11 grieves deeply over the sins of others and, you know, that was part of when Miss Dortha came up to pray with me. I had come in here because I have a, a cousin in the situation who is not serving the Lord at all. And, like, like blasphemes. Like, it is heartbreaking to me. And I, and I had read something that she had, you know, wrote the other day. And I'm telling you, I'm still just grieving over that. And I think that's when you see it, but, but that's where, and I know we're not here yet, but it's a call to pray. You know, when you see it, it's not a call to judge it and, like, call it out and say it's so bad or anything, except for me, I know that it's my place to pray. Sometimes it's your place to address it, but my place is usually in prayer. The perceiver here on this one, grieving, feels the heart of God. It is a real connection. They're hearing God's word. They're seeing God's plan right in front of their eyes. They're feeling it when they walk in a room. And one of the struggles Elizabeth has had so much um, working at the church 
is all these issues that people have in their life, and she can't get away from it. She takes it home with her. She's praying about it. She's burdened over it. She's trying to get breakthrough over it. And uh, for a perceiver, this is, this is tough. But it's there for a reason. The Lord is laying that on you to, to help someone get out of what they're going through. Uh, do you remember um, someone, came up and, or, or, uh, someone came up to Jesus and said, we can't get this demon out. And he said, this one takes prayer. This one doesn't, won't just come out. This one is going to take prayer. Thank God for our perceivers and our intercessors. Amen? Amen. Verse 12, or verse 12, number 12. <laughs> <laughs> is eager to see his or her own blind spots and help others see theirs too. Not going to elaborate on that one. I don't want to elaborate yeah. on that either. <laughs> 13. Desires above all else to see God's plan worked out in all situations. Dece uh, perceivers, I about said deceivers, that's funny. Perceivers <laughs> discern God's plan and will never let personal desires get in the way, uh, get in the way of that plan for themselves or for others. They have such strong discernment for the plan of God. Number 14. Strongly promotes the spiritual growth of groups and individuals. Perceivers want to see spiritual growth. They view themselves as ever-growing and are eager to help others grow too. Number 15. Is called to intercession. That's what I said earlier. When you see it. I always know when God's showing me something, it's my call to pray. Because it's easy to run your mouth about it and just blab about it. But what we're supposed to do is pray. And when we see it, when we see it, I see it because I'm supposed to pray. I see it because I'm supposed to pray. We're going to do five so negative characteristics, so don't go too far. Let's keep going. Don't go too far. Yeah. Uh, and by the way... Uh, church leaders, and whenever you have a problem and you need prayers, find perceivers, find intercessors. They will pray, and they will not stop praying. They'll go home praying, and they'll call you the next day praying until you finally have to say, okay, you don't have to call me anymore. Feels the need to verbalize or dramatize what he or she sees. And here I stand. I wasn't invited. <laughs> I just felt the need. You need to do this. Maybe I should go sit down. <laughs> All right. 17. Tends to be introspective. Getting rid of imperfections is a top priority for perceivers. They want to bring forth that pure gold in their lives to refine them, to make them what the Lord wants them to be. Therefore, they're not afraid to look within and identify those things that they need to deal with. 18. Has strong opinions and convictions. A perceiver has, usually has a strong opinion about everything. And if they don't, they will form one quickly. On the spot. 19. Has strict personal standards. 
They're never satisfied with less than their best effort. Unless they are out of fellowship with God, they usually have impeccable morals. And number 20, deceivers tend to be obedient to God. Deceivers. Perceivers, sorry. I'm saying discernment. I'm, uh, just forgive me, y'all know. Y'all know what I mean. Desires to be obedient to God at all costs. Perceivers recognize the importance of obedience. Now, if you don't mind, try to add those up. You know what? Let's wait. Let's don't do it right now. Let's wait till I close, then y'all add them up. Um, we're going to add those up, and I want you to know there's no right or wrong answer. And you may have completely not identified tonight at all with this one. That's fine. You will. Hang in there with me. There's only six more weeks that you've got to put up with this. But I believe the, the results are going to be um, revel, revelationary <laughs> to you. Don't compare your scores with your spouse or those next to you. Don't leave with your test. But I want to go over real quick as I close the five challenges of this gift. With every motivational gift, it comes some challenges uh, that you and I will have. And I think it's so helpful to know what my tendencies or what my challenges would be. Without challenges, you would have no room or opportunity for spiritual growth. You're going to see that through these challenges that, you, number one, you're not alone. And you're, number two, your ability to identify these problems will help assist you in discovering solutions to your problems. And finally, you will know how to pray for God's help. You'll know kind of what your challenge is. So, problem number one, we don't, we're not scoring this. The perceiver tends to be judgmental and blunt. You don't have anything to say about that one. It's the truth. It's awful. (laughs) Perceivers have many times the foot in the mouth disease. Um, Even though I'm not a perceiver, I have that problem sometimes. Stick my foot in my mouth. But perceivers see it so clearly sometimes or think they see it so clearly that they speak it out and next thing you know you've hurt someone. It hasn't been a word from the Lord that comes as a comfort and as a correction. It's come condemning. God doesn't condemn. God doesn't push us down. He does reveal truth and sometimes it does hurt. But sometimes the perceiver will cross over and get into that judgmental thing. Number two, forgets to praise partial progress due to goal consciousness. What that means is if someone is moving in the right direction, sometimes for the perceiver they want them to be all the way to the end even though they're trying in the midst and they don't bring much encouragement in the process. Number three, is pushy in trying to get others and groups to grow spiritually. Number four, is intolerant of opinions and views that differ from his or her own. They do not want to hear any other opinions because they are convinced that they are right. 
And like the sea, most of the time, they are right. That's why they feel so strongly. So... I don't know. Share it. We're almost done. Okay, so we had this other night where I had this very strong conviction from the Lord. From from the Lord. It was. I'm telling you, I was like so (laughs) heavy. And I've realized I learned about myself that night, which I've never really seen. Because, like, if you flip back when he was talking about being pushy to get groups to grow spiritually, like, I'm learning, like, I know it takes people a lot, you know, some time to come on. I mean, I feel like there's some things I struggle with this and some things I don't. Um, I hope I don't have to struggle with that now. Or like, I don't, I don't really consider myself to be very intolerant of other people's opinions or views. I'm pretty good to let people talk. So like all this stuff isn't really ringing true with me necessarily. It might you, some of it may not. But that thing about when you feel like you've seen it and you feel like you're right, and we got in an argument to a point. I mean, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. But, but I finally realized in that moment, and I don't know how, but the Lord like revealed to me, I don't know if it was something you said. Do you even remember how I came to the conclusion? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> She's been grieving over it. I, I'm sitting there thinking, God, don't let her about? ask me what this is about. because. No, it was like two weeks ago, and there was a major decision being made, and I felt one way about it, and you were like, we got to go through with the system. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Long story short, I finally said to him, "I, I need to learn that when I think that I've heard from the Lord, or I think that I'm right, what I've learned about myself is I think I'm, I've so got it that I actually am trying to talk somebody else into seeing it that way. And so a lot of times I think if I can talk long enough or persuasively enough that he'll jump on board. And I, I finally like came to the conclusion, you know what? It's, it's back to that love and respect thing. Is it's not wrong, it's just different. And I think that that's a really hard thing for a perceiver to say because like in my mind, I was really right. But to be able to say it's not wrong, it's just different. We see this two different ways. We see this two different ways. You are a good-willed, God-loving man. Amen. We see it two different ways. And I've got to try to stop talking to you and seeing it my way. Amen. (laughs) She is starting to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Notice how he just backed away. I am so kidding. <laughs> but I'm not right all the time. You know, that's the whole deal. And I think sometimes when you think you're a perceiver and you think you know, and I'm telling you, I've missed it so many times here recently that I'm like, I'm like really willing to just slow down and pray a little bit. Can I just say that's what we're after. When we see our weaknesses, we start working on them. Mm-hmm. This isn't her first rodeo. She's taken this test two or three times. And knows what our challenges are. And the challenges here, even though you may still internally uh, still battle them, externally you're overcoming. Well, that's a nice thing. Oh, what's well, the truth? Um, and that's the goal, is for you to be able to see, okay, I see what my weaknesses are. I see what my strengths are. 
and let's, let's improve. Let's not stay the same way. Let's learn to grow. All right, so that was number one. That was perceiver. Everybody okay? You didn't, talk, you didn't make your number five. Oh, we were going to leave that one out. I just went with Look that. what you did. Don't touch. Don't Sorry. touch. The, no. Okay. Struggles with self-image problems. <laughs> you're, you're just getting beat all, beat all up up here, aren't you? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Perceivers have such an inner drive to do what's right, and since they are introspective and readily aware of their own shortcomings, they're quickly to judge themselves as inadequate. So, um, and I want to say right away, there is not one, one of these gifts is not the good one. And one of these gifts is not the bad one. Uh, next week will be server. The week after that will be teacher. And they are all vital. They're all vital. And uh, I want to encourage you, try to hang in there with me for these six weeks and finish these tests. Um, I think we're just going to have, I think we're just going to have some fun. Um, Zach is going to share next week the server because he's a server. Uh, if you've ever worked with Zach, you know he is a server. Um, just, will, just will do anything for you um, and loves it, loves working with you and loves, loves accomplishing things. So um, let's just pray together. But I want y'all, if y'all can, um, Michelle, what do we do? Will you do me that favor and take the sheet out of the clipboard and put your clipboard back in the box and put your sheet, if you feel weird about it, put it face down. We don't care. We're, nobody, nobody cares. I don't know if you've ever realized, if you struggle in worship about raising your hands, just recognize nobody's looking at you. God's looking at you. But your neighbor's not. Your neighbor's, your neighbor's doing, doing their own thing. And same thing here, you know, you can feel weird about it, that's okay, it's not revealing, we're not going to find out the truth about you, you know. We're just, we're just trying to take the Word of God and try to see kind of why we are like we are. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you for, for uh, really your Word, we just thank you for truth. And Lord, we're on a quest to find out who we are. And Lord, to be able to accept how you've made us. And to stop fighting that. But Lord, I just pray that you would just give us uh, revelation directly to our hearts, to our spirit. Um, and Lord, let us, let us find you and let us find us. And Lord, let us find each other and find value in one another. I thank you, Lord, for growing us and bringing us closer together. Now, Lord, the things that we face this week, I just pray for victory I just pray for breakthrough. I just pray that, Lord, that you would give us all discernment and wisdom as we walk into these situations that we have tomorrow. Lord, that you would give us favor in your timing. And, Lord, that you would just bless the work of our hands. Bless our children, bless our families, bless our health, bless our jobs, bless our finances, bless our marriages. Bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You guys have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning, 9-15.